Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. today with Angela Jarol, a teacher, in fact, the recipient of the Teacher of the Year Awards for Elementary School. Angela, you're also a mom of three. Congrats. Welcome. I am. <laughs> Thank you. So you taught fully remote last year, 76 students, full time, three different schools, while you have three kids. How the heck did you do this <laughs> and stay sane in the process? Well, there was a lot of running at 5 a.m. to get my mind ready for a, a full day of remote teaching. Wait, running like and working out? Working out every day outside, yes. Okay, that, wait, wait, that wait, 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 hold on, hold on. You're <laughs> this busy, you have this much to do, and you work out every day at 5 in the morning. Well, yes. And Amazing. I'm jealous. All of the moms need to do that. We all need that. Even if it's a half an hour, that's probably the best advice that I have that got me through everything I did last year. That was really the best is clearing my mind every day. Um, and it, it's a part of, I wanted to help my own kids and I wanted to help my kids that had to be remote because their parents weren't comfortable sending them hybrid and being here part-time because of whatever reason. And I think I was just so dedicated to them because I wanted them to be successful. And I, I felt probably what their parents, parents felt when they were at home, they're stuck at their house with their kids all day and they didn't have a break. They didn't have a teacher in the classroom with them and they needed me to be there every day for them. So I was on from eight o'clock in the morning till three o'clock in the afternoon on Zooms all day long, just supporting my kids and their parents and their grandparents or their caregivers. You know, I was fortunate. My kids, um, their school was open at private school and they're young. Um, so right. I, I just... When you say you were on Zoom from 8 to 3 daily, <laughs> I, I really, I feel for you. And, and yeah. you know, I also feel bad for, for teachers and students that wear masks from 8 to 3 every day. Right. Because that's difficult, right. too. Um, so it's a struggle both ways. What has been the, the, the key difference for you between being fully remote and now you're fully in person, right? Right. Um, so I've been a teacher for a really long time, and... You would think you could just flip a switch and walk back in and everything would be the same again. And it absolutely was not. I felt like I was a brand new teacher all over again. And I was relearning everything that I had done basically 18 months ago because we had left the building in March like everybody else. And then I never returned. I was in the building, but I was fully remote in the building. So I never had a student again in the building until this September. So I relied a lot on my colleagues to really support me. And they were fantastic with reminding me things that routines I couldn't remember or things that I didn't know that they had done last year or changes that had happened in the schedule. And it really took a whole team here 
to help all of us who were fully remote get back into the classroom and get back into that routine of being fully in person again. Yeah, but that's interesting because you're getting back to the routine, but it's not back to normal. No, it definitely is not. We're all in masks, fully in masks all day long. So we have several mask breaks. We have outdoor breaks that we take together. And it's very difficult because I've had a lot of kids quarantined this year. I've had a lot of kids out sick because they were sick or their parents were sick. And so making up all that missing work that they're missing instruction in the classroom. So it is a huge challenge for every teacher again this year. Would you say that this year is more challenging than last year? Because as you say, oh, you know, okay, we're still in masks, we're still distanced, kids are having to quarantine, they have to make up work, there's a learning gap that you're dealing with likely from last year's interruptions. Is this year more challenging? I absolutely believe this year is much more challenging. Um, I don't think many people realize the struggle that teachers are having in the classroom and the parents are having sending their children back to the classroom. It's a challenge for everyone across the board. And the parents are working tirelessly at home trying to get their kids caught up. The teachers are struggling at school to keep everybody on task for eight hours. They haven't been in school for eight full hours last year. We let them out a whole hour earlier. So our schedule has changed for our kids. So this is something that they have to change to, that we had to make the change to. So it's extremely exhausting for everybody. But tremendously, these kids are resilient and they are doing fantastic. And we have some amazing educators here that are just fighting to get these kids back on track and where they need to be. How how severe would you... um categorize the learning gap, the, the missed, the, you know, the, the, the failure from, from last year in where kids need to be in terms of their, their educational progress? I think what we're seeing more as educators is the gap in the social and social. emotional for our students. And that's probably the biggest gap that we see with our kids. They, the, the things that they learn in kindergarten and first grade, like the cutting, the coloring, the holding a pencil, the gluing, are very basic things that you wouldn't think are that important. But when they come to second grade and they haven't had that experience of doing it all the time in art class or with their teacher or just those basic, basic skills that they learn. So we're now reteaching those things in second grade, plus also teaching them to be friends with one another on the playground with sharing their materials at their table. And then we're teaching phonics and we're teaching basic math. So there are a lot of um, hats that we're wearing this year, and they're big shoes to fill for all teachers. So it must feel really, really good that you were named Educator of the Year. Um, it's pretty amazing, actually. I really was shocked and amazed um, when the announcement came out, and I really was just, I am in awe because there are so many tremendous, wonderful, amazing teachers out there, and I am very honored and humbled to be given this award. It's amazing. I'm so grateful for all of my kids' <laughs> teachers. But, you know, yes. look, my kids don't listen to me. <laughs> I can teach them how to. <laughs> I've been teaching my daughter, or I've been telling her, she has beautiful handwriting, but she, she holds her pencil wrong. And her preschool and her mother told her for years, you need to hold it like this. And now that she's officially in public school, in kindergarten, her teacher has her holding the pencil the right way. Her handwriting's not it. We call as that neat, but teacher magic. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I've been doing this for so long with you, and you just resist me. And you're in school for what two weeks, and you're you're doing it. So yes, teacher magic. Thank you. Yes. I did have to ask you a question about vaccination. Um, okay. So the five to eleven year olds could potentially 
be vaccinated this year between the right. estimate now is between uh, Halloween and, and Thanksgiving. Um, yes. What have you heard from from parents about their willingness to give their children a vaccine that if approved will only be approved at that point for emergency use authorization? Right. So I'm in a, a unique position because not only am I an educator, but I'm also on a school board where uh, my children went to school. So I get um, various uh, background from people about how they feel about this. And it has been all over the board. I have parents who have talked to me that said they are definitely, no matter what, they will get their kids vaccinated because they feel like it's like any other vaccination, like the MMR or any of the other vaccines that we get for our children to go to school. I have parents who are very leery about getting the vaccine for their kid because they don't feel like there's enough research done yet. And I have parents who are adamant that they will never vaccinate their kids to have them come to school and attend with their friends. So, and I understand all of those concerns. I mean, you, it is a personal choice and you have to be comfortable. Every family has a different situation that is happening medically and emotionally and socially. And you have to weigh all of those options before you make your decision. And I think it's very difficult to say that you know, every kid has to have a vaccination or every kid has to do exactly this. It's very, very complicated um, to make that decision. And I can feel for every parent that is struggling with what to do with our kids because they are so young. Yeah, I'll tell you where I stand when we're momming today okay. continues right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back on We're Momming Today with Teacher of the Year, Angela Jarol, second grade teacher in Elizabeth, Pennsylvania, been teaching for 15 years. And we were just talking about vaccination for children, 5 to 11 years old, because this is a decision this year that 28 million families are going to have to face. Uh, my stance is this. If, if I choose to vaccinate my children and they're still wearing masks in school, behind plexiglass and six feet apart from their friends, I will be annoyed. I get a complaint every day from, you know, my daughter, Mom, I hate wearing my mask. And I explain why she has to wear it. Wear it and I agree. She need, To keep the kids in school and to keep everybody safe, you have to wear your mask. She hates it. So Absolutely. would I make the decision to vaccinate her and then still have her take all of these other safety protocols that she hates and that might be impacting her social and educational skills and development. I don't, I don't know. I mean, and, and I feel because there are, you said the numbers before, you know, you have, and polls show you have about a third of parents saying, absolutely. I'm pro vaccination. I don't care. Just vaccinate them. Then you have about the same number saying no way. And then you have the, the third that's kind of, well, uh, I, I don't know. We're nervous about this. We're leery. If you only have a third of parents vaccinating their kids, the kids are likely going to have to still be in masks, right? Exactly. Right. So what do you do? What do we do? Uh, I know. I know. 
<laughs> we don't we don't have these answers, but we are going to be dealing with the drama um, exactly that that comes with trying to find out the correct answer. It's just it's just sad to see that kids have to learn like this and be in these um, these environments. You know, a, a, a mask is just <laughs> the older kids. Is, I think are better sad. with it. The older, yes. Yeah, because they know what life was like before, but the younger kids don't really know. This is their life. We're shaping their this lives is, right now. Absolutely. And they are very social. I mean, they when I see them on the playground and they get to take a mask break, it's the most beautiful thing to see them <laughs> running around and playing with each other and just enjoying each other. And then we line up to go in and the mask goes right back up. Um, I know. It's all, you know, they're programmed. They know. <laughs> I know. Oh man, how are your kids? Are older, right? Your own children? My kids are my kids are older. So I did have two. I do have two who are in college. So it impacted them very greatly as well. Um, they had all in um, remote classes, no in person classes once the pandemic hit, and full masking at their campuses. So, and my daughter is an employee. She's in the Disney College program, and she's fully masked. I mean, my kids are vaccinated, they are older, but they are fully masked all the time too. So, um, you know, it's changed the perception of what they were, what their college was going to be like, what their experience was going to be like, because it's totally different than it would have been without the vaccination, without the mask, without the pandemic. It's true. I know for the rite of passage sorts of events, you know, senior prom, graduation, um, going away to college and, you know, going to a frat party. All of that changed right. because of everything because of the pandemic, no matter no matter the age group. I can't believe you have three kids. <laughs> <laughs> I have three. It's hard. Mine are young, but it's very hard. This is probably oh. the hardest thing I've ever done. Three is a very big number. People do not appreciate the fact that three is a big number. I was told three is a game changer because you just don't have enough hands to go around. And that's true. But for... <laughs> I just constantly feel like one one of them is never never getting what they want, if that makes right. sense. Somebody always needs you more than the other two. So <laughs> there's never a time where you feel like you've met everyone's needs. And that continues when they're in their 20s. <laughs> yeah, well, it goes to you don't have enough you know, people to drive them where they need to be, right? Because as your kids get so right. involved, it's like, wait, I can't do two practices a game, da, 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 whatever. Like, <laughs> you need like yes. an, an Uber driver on the payroll. That's when you find your experience family. And if you don't have that, you find those friends that are your family and they all jump in and help. We become the village then. I had to ask you another question. You said you were also on the school board. Yes. Um, well, you know, you hear all these stories in the news about these contentious school board meetings, parents outraged about the curriculum. Have you seen that in Elizabeth, Pennsylvania? Well, I'm actually on the South Park School District um, board and We've seen, we've had a few meetings where parents have been a little um, upset about decisions that we've made or um, curriculum that we're using and made some demands about wanting to see things that we're doing. And we're very transparent. There's a sunshine law. They can see whatever they do need to see. They just need to make a request. So um, usually we find um, the parents who come that are most upset are usually the parents who aren't as educated as they need to be about the topic that they're upset about. And um, if we can talk to them a little bit, sometimes you can talk them off the ledge, as I like to say. But um, we, we've been very fortunate in South Park that we haven't had very many 
um, meetings that have been heated meetings that like the ones that you see on TV where people are screaming at each other and they stop meetings. And um, so our our township's been a little more understanding. Social media can be a um, a, a place where people go and hide and say things that they want to say that they might not say to you in a meeting or face to face. So we see a lot of comments on social media, but um, the meetings that we've had in person or via Zoom haven't really been all that bad. So I I think we're pretty lucky in that aspect. And that's the issue with social media and children, because we're older, we understand cues, like uh, social cues. You wouldn't say something to somebody's face because you can see their reaction. You know that that would upset them. But when you're hiding behind, you know, a keyboard you could just say anything because you can't see that person's reaction. Correct. Yeah, I know. A terrible world that we live in. Um, You also said something earlier that you had, you taught last year grandparents had to Zoom school. Yes. (laughs) For their, for their, I'm assuming, you know, their grandkids that they were babysitting. Right. What was that like? It was a very, it was very interesting. I became very good friends with a lot of um, septuagenarians. So, um, and at the end of the year, when I was able to finally meet my students, when I was fully vaccinated and we masked and we were outside, um, I invited them to come and see me. And I had so many parents come and hug me and just say, you know, I was their, I was like their best friend during the year. or I was their lifeline. Um, it was very funny because, you know, I would say to them, you have to look for the microphone button. You have to look <laughs> for the big blue button. It says Zoom, Z-O-O-M. You know? So it was very, it was very interesting because I was teaching um, not only my seven and eight year olds, but I was teaching some like 60, 70, 80 year old people as well that had no technology skills. So we um, had a lot of struggles but all of our children have iPads because we have a one-to-one iPad initiative. So um, the kids were used to the iPads and the kids were a tremendous help with their grandparents and caregivers. And I spent a lot of time making videos, explaining things and showing things. And um, the grandparents were very entertaining and always just so sweet um, just and willing to learn. It was like they were amazed that they could do the things that they could do and see themselves and see me and um, so we had a lot of laughs over things like that, like just getting people over hurdles of technology. Isn't it crazy? And sometimes, and I hate that I'm going to say <laughs> that, I wish that we could have a little bit more technology. Because, And yes. I only say it yes. for this reason, because I don't know if you've had recent, you know, things are in person now, again, where you didn't want to go to a meeting or whatever. And you're like, oh, can't they just have it on Zoom? <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Like, it's so much easier. I don't have to get ready, you know, as soon because I can just go to my living room. <laughs> I know. I know. I Like I said, I, I hate when I say that, but those words have been echoed um, yes. by me recently. But the one sad thing is, I don't know, um, I'm in New Jersey. I haven't been able to go inside my, my daughter's school or my, and no school. None of my kids' okay. schools. Parents are not allowed in. Um, it, like back to school night was virtual. I thought that was sad. I mean, are, is it the same where you are? It is not. We have been in the district that I teach in. We've been back fully in person since August. Parents too Um, can come in? And parents, yes, we did have our open houses and parents did get to come into the building, which was very strange too, because I haven't met parents again for 18 months. It was so strange to have them walking into my room and 
you know, I kind of felt myself being a little anxious about that because it was just totally new to me all over again. Like, are we all okay in here? Like, I know we have our masks, but you know, we're in this room and the windows are open. And um, so you see yourself, you know, going back into those thoughts too, because of all the changes that we've had to make over the last 18 months. But luckily, um, our district has um, let parents be in the building limited. Um, and we made sure, you know, that there's a ventilation and that things are open and that people are masked. So I think that's keeping people safe. And our numbers are pretty moderate right now. But I think that's across the board, too, where people are taking the right precautions. I think we still just have moderate numbers, which is promising. I mean, if we all do what we need to do, maybe we can get into the low, low numbers or maybe the no numbers anymore, which would be fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm jealous. I mean, I, I just I all of last year, everything my kids did, I just dropped them off. And it, for the most part, it's like that this year, too. Um, so right. I just, you know, it's hard to ask questions when you don't see where they're going, you know, but I'm, I'm happy yes. they're still able to do it. Um, yes. Angela, congratulations. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Lauren. It was so great talking to you. And thank you for having me. Of course. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.